Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. I have Mark Zeroni here. He is the founder and head coach at Paragon Training. Mark, I'm so pumped to have you at TM3 Impact, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yes. Well, we'll let's just dive right in. So here, we're going to start off. You don't know the questions. Because okay, we're just gonna we're right. just gonna have a conversation and have some fun. We were already started that just a little while ago. But first up, I need to know your San Antonio journey. Like, how did you come to live in this amazing city? Yeah, um, I think it. You know, I grew up mostly in Texas. Um, I was born overseas because my dad was military, but my mom's from Austin. Went to UT Austin. My dad went to grad school there, so I have a lot of family in Austin. Um, and we moved to Dallas when I was four. So. You know, I've been been in Texas most of my life. I consider myself a Texan. Doesn't count if you're born overseas, right? We got no, no, we no. Got, it we counts. got back right away. Yeah, uh, yeah, it counts. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we visited as a kid, but I I really remember the first time coming here was I was 18. I just graduated high school, was training for triathlon, and you know wanted to get better like yeah. we all do, and uh, had looked and there was a junior um, select camp here in San Antonio. And you were in Dallas at the time. I was in Dallas. So okay. I just, you know, it, pretty much anyone can sign up, I think, um, at the time. So I, I signed up for the camp and drove myself down. I remember, I think, I think it started on a Monday night. So I remember hopping on 1604 at like five o'clock on Monday. It was pouring rain. Oh my I'm in this little Toyota Echo with my bike in it somehow. And I was just like, this is terrible. <laughs> it's taking yes. me so long to get to UTSA. Yes. Um, but yeah, so did the camp that year and then started working with the camp director as my coach. And so the next year I came back, attended the camp again, and then she had a second camp for younger kids. So I stayed a, an extra week and helped helped out with that. And then the next year I came back for two months and I just lived here all summer. And um, What year was that? The first time you came? So first you time was 2007. 2007. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then just even all through college, every summer I'd come <clears throat> live down here and we had a little group and we'd train and just um, train way too hard. Yeah. Um, but it was a blast. Like I loved it. And then eventually moved down here in 2011 after college. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So where did you go to school? Did you go to school up in Dallas? I went to UT Tyler. I know UT Tyler. Uh, yeah. East Texas. We yeah. say behind the pine curtain. Yeah. Down East Texas. <laughs> it's, it's only, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's only 90 minutes from Dallas, but it yeah. is, it is a different world out yes. in East Texas. And it looks different. Like it changes yeah. radically. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Okay, so let's go back. Okay, so you're I'm 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 sitting here going, okay, you 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 have Paragon training, which is uh y'all basic you basically train people from Ironman to any basically running, swimming, yep. biking, right? I mean, I, I say endurance, I'm an endurance coach. <clears throat> okay. Right? Cuz the, the physiology of sport if you're racing longer than 2 minutes is it's largely similar. We're dealing with the same sort of energy systems. Yeah. So, you know, to understand energy systems, um, you can apply that across obviously biomechanics and things like that are a little different across disciplines, but yeah, endurance coach. And okay. That's, that's kind of how I look at it as coaching in endurance sports. I love it, but we got to go back though. <clears throat> so tell me, cause I think I asked you this the last time you were here, how in the world did you even get into this from an early age? Cause it sounded like you started riding at an early age, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 12, Biking. 12 years old was my first triathlon. Um, <laughs> oh, time out. <laughs> time out. <laughs> did your dad do triathlons? You Did know, he, anybody he, uh, not at the time he actually had back in the eighties in Austin, Okay, you know, back when you could kind of just change clothes and transition area, there no change tents. You just, you know, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> did whatever. It's like but, a wild, wild west. Yeah. No, I mean, I grew up, I grew up playing soccer. Uh, yeah. that was kind of my main sport actually. Okay. Um, I played for 11 years and was fairly, fairly competitive. Um, but after my dad's air force and after nine 11, he was, he was stationed in St. Louis and we, we stayed in Dallas, but we went up at that summer and lived with them. So we needed, okay. you know, as kids, we needed something to do. So they put us on the summer <laughs> swim team and that same air force base had a kid's triathlon and, um, longest six mile bike ride of my life. But Your first one, like you had, what's the longest distance you had been till then? Uh, I, you know, we, we rode around some as kids, maybe yeah. had done a couple family bike rides, but not train, you know, we were yeah. borrowing mountain bikes. We didn't have our bikes yeah. up there or anything. And I remember there was, a, I was 12 and there was a 10 year old who had one of those fancy bikes with the the skinny tires and the curved handlebars. And uh, I just, I could not catch this 10 year old, you know, knowing what I know now about rolling resistance right. and aerodynamics, it's like, no wonder I yeah. on my mountain bike. You were not going to catch him. It was just driving me nuts. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I did, I think it was 200 swim, six mile bike, two mile run. And 
I mean, I remember finishing going, I want to do more of these. At really? 12 years old. Like that 12. was the thought. That was the thought in my mind. And um, yeah, I just went back home and started looking for races online. It, it was all definitely all me. I mean, my parents were super, yeah, yeah, super supported, but I was the one looking at races online. I was the one, you know, trying to figure out training and, and basically just, um, yeah, started looking for races and doing some training and, you know, I didn't know what yeah. I was doing, but, uh, of I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Now, which, which sport is out of the three, right out of the, uh, uh, the bike swim and run, which one is your, like the one you love the most? I would say love. I probably will always go back to running, running, you know, oh, running. Interesting. It, it's the simplest to do for one thing. Yeah. Right. You can go anywhere in the world. If you got a pair yeah. of shoes, you can go run. Yeah. Um, I, I do love riding my bike. I think the time that kind of varies yeah um yeah running swimming definitely, i is at least of the I'm, it sounds like swimming is at least of the three yeah i mean it's not that i dislike swimming uh i just like running more yeah yeah it <laughs> makes sense that makes sense yeah so first your first triathlon at, at 12 and then did that just start like how many did you do between 12 and 18 because it sounds like you just you that was just your thing yeah uh, probably quite a few um I would guess, you know, the next year I did one or two and then mm. kind of ramped up where at some point I was racing eight to 12 races a year. Oh, wow. Probably, you know, mostly sprint distance yeah. in the area. And, um, uh, I, I remember when I was 15 is when I stopped playing soccer and, and it was because I'd gotten to the point where I was trying to race a, a, or do a soccer tournament on the weekend on Saturday Okay. and then race a triathlon on Sunday. And I was just, you know, the game gets more physical as you get older. And I was just, I got to pick, you know, I'm covered in scrapes and bruises. Yeah. So, yeah, I just switched over to to all triathlon. That's uh, cool. At at fifteen, win winning races. Like, how <laughs> how did you do in terms of winning? Um, I was definitely I was definitely high up in my usually winning age group. Often, yeah. Um, there were less kids back then. I, I remember the first time I won. I think I won. I was on my seventeenth birthday. I won. Yeah. You know, a local sprint yeah. overall. And um, I I was excited telling some friends about it. And and this is why family is good because my sister who is eight years younger than me. So she's okay. 10 or uh, nine or something yeah. like that. And she was just totally non plus. She was like, no, Mark, they don't care that you won your age group. And I was like, no, I won the race overall. Right. Thank you very much, little sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, not impressed Jeez. at all. Hysterical. <laughs> like, what do I do? I have to get some credit oh, in this family. <laughs> funny. Is she into sports at all? No, not really. I mean, okay. I'm really the only one that, uh, my dad started doing some with me. Okay. You know, he, he, uh, would drive me to the races and then he's even recently he's been been doing a few more oh recently yeah i mean how old is your dad uh, he is he'll be 60 this year that's awesome so he'll do a few little shout, shout out to dad there that's, that's right. pretty cool yeah what's yeah. which one does he like biking swimming or running um he likes running but he keeps getting little injuries little hamstring niggles and stuff uh, like that you know he's he swam as a kid growing up okay and it, it's funny i didn't even realize till i started coaching and working with other adults you know, who, who most adults when they start swimming is, is the struggle. Yep. Right. And I'd never thought about the fact, you know, my dad would go do Captex, which is a, the sprint, oh, yeah. the sprints, a half mile swim, right? Yeah. He wouldn't have swam for 20 years and he would just jump in and swim a half mile at, you know, sub two minute hundreds, no problem, Wow. which I didn't even realize that was a big deal until yeah. you know, now when I work with adults and we train three days a week just to try to be able to finish and realizing, yeah. man, having that for him, having that swim base as a kid. He doesn't even have to think about it. It's uh, just natural. It's just natural. Yep. Yeah. I have a, I have a yeah. buddy like that, Matt, Matt Seedorf. Shout out to Matt Seedorf. He did um, Whistler. He did. Okay. That was his first one. Oh, that's cool. And he's doing Houston uh, uh, this uh, coming up in April, hopefully. Right on. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> so now, when, so you make the transition and now you're coaching. And so obviously, I mean, you, I, I would imagine you, you meet guys like Tomas Martinez that say, Mark, I, I need you to watch me swim. And just, can you, can you give me some pointers? Because, you know, my journey, uh, in 2019 is when you and I first met Yep. in the, in December. And I remember this vividly, uh, uh, just getting in the pool and you're like, okay, let me watch you swim. And I swam one length of the pool and just about, you know, my heart is at like 158 yeah, yeah. pounding. I don't know what the heck is going on. And you're like, okay, no, no, no. You got to swim back. And so I tried <laughs> to swim back. 
I get to the other side and I'm just looking at you and you're like, okay, there's a few things we need to work on, you know, so let's take this. So as you look at all the athletes that you've worked with, like, what are the things that, that, that you tell people that are on this journey, the triathlon journey in the very beginning? Because somebody might be hearing this and they're thinking endurance, they're thinking, they're not, Iron Man is like not even in the picture, but they're thinking, man, I want to do something a little sure. bit more. How do they begin that process? Um, I think it's, it's a little different for everyone. And I think it has to be, you know, there's a saying that, um, for everything you want to do or accomplish, you'll find a way for everything you don't, you'll find an excuse. Uh, So I think to, to some extent, I've seen a lot of people that probably my, one of my favorite success stories is I had a lady that, um, I was teaching her to swim in December. We're literally blowing bubbles. You know, I remember the first lesson I said, okay, you know, put your face in and blow your bubbles. And she looked at me and said, you want me to put my face inside the water? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yep, we gotta, we gotta put our face. Yeah. And six months later she did Ironman Boulder, you know, and, um, two that's point, incredible swimming 2.4 miles. Right. And with her kind of, I think one thing I saw is that she, she never got too caught up in the, Oh, I'm not progressing or I'm not good enough or this or that. She just kind of, okay, today this coach said I need to blow bubbles. Right. Yeah. And, and, and really kind of didn't think too far ahead, just kind of focused on, on the day to day. Um, you know, with her, one thing I do tell people is, I mean, definitely if you're starting from scratch, a few lessons can help a lot yeah. because I can, we can accelerate that learning curve. You know, when I learned to snowboard a couple years ago, the first thing I did is uh, before I go out, I'm going to take a lesson Yeah, because Smart. I know, I know what I can do for someone when they start out swimming and how much faster they will progress. Yeah. Most people I do lessons with it's, it's two to four lessons and then yeah. they're, they're on their own training, you know? Yep. Um, so I think if you get those basic skills, then, then you just have to be conscious about your training and just kind of slowly apply yourself. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, uh, consistency is a big buzzword and things like that, yeah. but really, really it does come down to, you know, progression in sport is kind of like the stock market, um, maybe not the last 10 years, but you know, where it's kind of up and down and up and down and up and down. And then you look back over two years and you go, Oh, I am a lot better than I was yeah. two years ago. So you know, have those, those, those big goals or something that pushes you, but on the day to day, don't, don't overthink it. Mm, you know, that's you just, a good point. Yeah. Just get out there and, and do mm-hmm. it and, um, be consistent, um, with your training at, at whatever level you can, you know, whether yeah. that's six hours a week or 12 hours a week, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just that frequency is important. Yeah. And I would imagine you probably have seen like the extreme from the guy that's He's done like a few, they've, he's done a few iron, you know, endurance sports. He's, he's knocked out a few notches on the belt, but he still wants to get better. You know what I mean? And so you, you've seen that full spectrum. What, what, how did, what, what, what's, what's the different conversation when you're having someone that has an athletic background that has had some success? What are those conversations like with some of those athletes? Yeah. I like to say you're never too slow to want to get faster. Ah, um, I like so, that. You know, the thing I hate most is people that have maybe even, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of races and they're like, oh, well, I'm not fast and okay, but you can still want to get faster. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I think just improving at whatever level that is, is always, uh, feels good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been doing this 15 years and I still want to get faster. You know, cool. that doesn't come very easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, there's only, there's only certain areas I can improve in, but, um, I still want to, yeah. um, I think for a lot of people, it's, it's definitely, you know, kind of what you see a lot with, with what we, you know, age group athletes, which is all of us essentially is, um, you know, too easy on the hard days, too hard on the easy days, Mm. you know, and, um, most people want to go out and get a good workout in, which is, which is good. Um, if you do want to get faster, you have to learn how to kind of suffer on the days you need to suffer. Um, the bike and the swim, especially, it's a little harder to get injured on those, um, on the run, you know, we got, we got to be careful with, with yeah. loading, um, the muscles, tendons, things like that. But learning to, you know, most people that either follow a training plan or I coach, you know, all of a sudden their bike workouts are like, my legs are on fire, yeah. you know, cause they've never done four minute intervals before you yeah. know, they, they can go ride 30 miles and they feel good. And, and I, I got a good workout, but I look at a heart rate file. I'm like, Oh, you were in zone two, three all the time, which is fine. But yeah. you know, if we want to boost your top end, uh, you're going to have to suffer a little bit, but, but on the yeah. same token, then a lot of times they'll say, Oh, that run today, it was too slow. You know, it felt too easy. Yeah. Say, I mean, that 
that's how it should feel a lot of times, you know? So most people kind of train in this gray middle zone. Um, and I think, you know, I usually early in the season will get dropped on rides with guys. Cause I just, I'm not ready to go that hard, strong, push it up the hill pace yet, you yeah. know? Um, but then come October or September or whatever, um, you know, I'll, I'll be going fairly fast. So I, yeah. I think with most people that if they've been in the sport a while and they do want to get better, yeah. um, you got to takes a little more effort, right. From, a, from the mental, the planning side, right. right. It's not going to happen. If you're, if you go from doing nothing to doing something, you'll improve. Yep. If you're already doing something, you need to do that better. So you got to take that eight hour a week budget or 10 hour a week or 12 hour a week training budget, whatever it is. Yeah. And how can we, how can we make that training more specific, um, more detail oriented, you know, most of my athletes that are training on, on kind of, the, I would say like eight to 12 is, is a sort of typical, what people can handle. Um, yeah. and, and it's clarify that that's eight to 12 hours a week. A week. Yeah. 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 And, and that's probably doing yeah. a, like a build towards a half Ironman, you know, maybe yeah. an Ironman, you might get a little over that. Mo most yeah. people, you know, during most of the year, we're probably staying six to 10. And yeah. then, you know, when you start riding long on weekends, it naturally goes up. But, yeah. um, most of their sessions have quite a bit of specificity. Yes. You know, it's not just, Hey, get in and swim for an hour. Right. Right. There's, there's an intensity portion. There's a warm up portion. There's a drill portion. So just being very, um, intentional with your training and mm -hmm. then not, not afraid to suffer when you're supposed to suffer and then, you know, go slow when you're supposed to when go it's slow. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy those days. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, the one thing I look forward to when I see a recovery week on my, on my schedule, it's like, Oh, this is awesome. I get to recover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love those weeks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, and know, you know, you've earned it. You've earned it. So enjoy yes. it, you know, enjoy the, the coffee ride or the shuffle run or whatever it is. Yes. Yes. You know, that's, uh, yeah. But the big thing about endurance sports, so, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, somebody that's listening to this, they may, they may be thinking, <sighs> I, I'm never going to run a marathon. I'm never going to run a half marathon. I don't want to do any of that. But, but the idea is, is that our bodies are built to move. And we, people that you've seen that you thought, I don't know if this person I don't know if they're going to make the commitment to actually run that half or run that full or do the Ironman, what have you, because there's a mental aspect to this that, um, you know, that is, it's huge. That mental aspect is so big. Yeah. How do you help people with the mental side of this journey, no matter if they're just trying to run their first 10K or the half or full or whatever? Yeah. Um, I think the... The mental roadblock is different for everyone, mm. right? So with some people, maybe the the overachievers are type A, the the mental block is kind of pushing too much, always being afraid to miss a session, you know, kind of going too hard, that kind of thing. So with that sort of athlete, you know, we're, we're trying to teach, hey, take it a little more laid back. If you had a crazy day at work, it might be okay to, to pull the plug or shorten a session. Don't beat yourself up, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Other people um, sometimes miss more than they think, you know, and um, you look and you say, hey, you know, Training Peaks is nice because you got that red green uh, color code, right? Yes. So we can kind of look and say, you know, <coughs> ultimately, most of the athletes I work with, they're, they're adults, yeah. right? So, you know, the high school team I coach, maybe that's a little different. I can, I can uh, to get on them a little bit more, you know. With the adults, it's typically more. I try to give gentle reminders and things like that. But I also understand their their schedules are full, um, and you know they, they might have crazy things with kids and things like that. Um, but I think a lot of times it comes down to helping them. Even just having a coach also makes them more aware of. Oh, yeah. I hadn't realized that um, I used to take a whole three weeks off yeah. around Christmas, right? And yeah. it's not that I'm giving them. 14 hours of training a week during Christmas. But, yeah. you know, a lot of times I'll say, Hey, every other day we're trying to get 30 minutes in, yeah. you know, and they'll say, Hey, I know I was less consistent this year, but looking back, I was actually way more consistent this year than years previous. Yeah. Well that, you know, that, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it definitely planning is planning is essential. You know, you gotta, you gotta plan ahead, um, with your days, with your, with your time. Uh, it's, I really enjoy getting to see, I learn a lot from, the adults I work with because yeah. all of them are, you know, kind of high achieving professionals with kids yeah. and families and things like that. And, um, 
yeah, I'm like most of my athletes, I'm like, I want to be like them yeah. when I grew up. You know, it, it's pretty yeah. impressive how they are able to manage their lives and and fit it in. And then, you know, we, we try to do, if people want to do things in groups, because I think there's a lot of power in training with others. It makes it more fun. Yeah. You, you know, you did tell me that in the very beginning with the swim and I wish I would have taken you up on that, but I was so, I think there was like this, almost like this, I just got to go figure this out. Almost, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I felt a little like I'm not going to be able to swim as fast as everybody in the group. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but I, I definitely feel like those, that two, those two coaching sessions that we had were game changers because it set a trajectory for exactly. me to swim to where I'm at now. You know, um, I, we did a half marathon this morning and I wow. was like, well, let's just, I, I said, I'm just going to go get in the water and I swam for 30 minutes straight. Yeah. I would have never like without that initial and then kind of the road that I've been on, there's no way I would be where I'm at. So yeah. I appreciate That's that cool. coaching session, man. That was huge, you know, yeah. huge. And so, so tell me like, what's your oldest athlete? What's the age of your oldest athlete? It's so right now 60. 60. Yeah. That's awesome. She's, doing, they, a, she's doing a 50 K next weekend. <laughs> run an run, ultra. Yeah. An ultra. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Shout out. What's her name? Pretty, Shout her uh, out. April, April Smith. That's she's so a, cool. a business owner and she's, she's a go-getter. That's, that's what I said. I'm like, cool. man, I hope I'm like that when I'm No, dude, <laughs> that's like Ed, shout out to Ed, my running partner, that that my buddy that's always with me. That's our deal. It's like we want to be 80 and 90 yeah. and we want to still be running on Salado, you know, yeah. Salado yeah. Trail. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's our deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do we get there? Tell us. You know, how do we get there? Well, I'm figuring that out. Yeah. I'm only 31. So You're 31? <laughs> well, what do you what do you think that best plan is for people that want to do that to 90? What do you think that is? Um, I I think kind of back to what we were just talking about a second ago. I think I mean, ultimately you have to enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. Right. I, I mean, you really do have to enjoy sport in some sense. Yeah. You know, and that was the 12 year old me that fell in love with it. Uh Killian Jornet. I don't know if you know who he is, the mm. greatest. Greatest probably ultra endurance athlete in the world. Say his name again. Killian Jornet. Okay. Um, he's ultra marathoner. Um, schemo has crazy videos running ridges. And, and he has this, this quote um, that he says, you know, if you do not, if you do not love suffering, you can train a week, a month, maybe a year, but you will not train a lifetime. Oh. Um, you know, and I, so I think there has to be an element of, of you have to enjoy you have to enjoy training, yeah. you know, and, and that's where for me over the years, I've, I definitely, you know, I've been in the sport 16, 17, no, 18, 19 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, I run trails, I ride my mountain bike, you know, I don't just stare at Zwift all the time. I use Zwift, yeah. I use the trainer, right? right. But I want to do this another 60 years, yeah. you know? And, and so running with people is part of that, doing some different events, um, you know, finding new ways to kind of explore and experiment while still, you know, trying to get faster and kind of have a performance mindset. Right. But I think, yeah, you need to, you, you need to enjoy being outside. You need yeah. to enjoy going hard sometimes, going easy sometimes. Um, that's big. That's the key. Now, you know, you have a big plan for this year. You're trying to run Big Ben. I just, and did, you just I just did. Did you do that? 10 days ago. Did you just do that thing that you were talking yeah, about? The, the uh, 50K, yeah. No way. Yep. Tell us about that. That's I remember you said you were going to do it at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to train yeah. for it. And no, do that it. was the whole point. Was not training too much. Oh my gosh! So talk about that. Okay, Big Ben. <clears throat> yep. You did a fifty k through Big Ben. It's the it's the Outer Mountain Loop. Okay, which is kind of not famous, but it's the kind of challenging. I backpacked the loop actually last year with some friends. Okay, um, how was that that experience backpacking it? I'm sure that's still it was pretty hard. strenuous. It was hard. Yeah, uh, I had just been sick too, so that might have skewed it a little bit. But it was okay. it was a hard backpacking trip. Okay, for sure. Okay, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think you know what actually did it, and, and this is this is what I love working with athletes again is is I have you know this group of ladies running a 50k next next weekend. Yeah. So back in December, we were starting to do a few kind of was trying to get them outside their comfort zone. We went up to Bandera um, yeah. and just did a run out there. Yeah. And um, I wanted them to run two and a half to three hours. And so I ran I ran the three hours with them, which, um, you know, obviously I'm a little bit faster. So the pace for me was slower, but yeah. I don't run three hours yeah. that often. Right. Um, <laughs> that's, right. A that's a long time a long to run. a long time to run. And I finished and I was like, I, I just ran three hours. Like that's pretty far. Yeah. Um, 
but I felt okay. You know, yeah. I, I've been eating, I've been drinking. The intensity was low. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm training for a marathon, fingers crossed in April, uh, Which in, one? in Oregon, Eugene marathon. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so that's kind of like the big running goal I had. Okay. Um, but you've done, but you've done <clears throat> marathons before. I've, I've raced one marathon when I was 16. You're kidding. And then of course, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah. Right. But outside of Iron Man, you've only done one. I, I, 16 years old. Yes. Yeah, so my, my marathon PR is four hours, two minutes. <laughs> my wife has a faster marathon. You're going to destroy <laughs> that time. Yeah, You're going to destroy that I don't that get time. big time drops in races very much. So this one, oh. I'm, I'm very hopeful. Oh, you're going to destroy <laughs> 402 you're going to destroy that yeah, yeah. what's your goal so. for that marathon uh i'd like to run the 230s two, 230 sub, yeah sub six minute pace well that'll qualify for boston would you want to do boston um yeah i think i think so okay that's killer with that was is that a qualifier is oregon yeah a qualifier? yeah i think you sweet. have to run under three hours to qualify that's sweet so well you'll crush yeah. it okay so back to big ben you backpack <laughs> it and then you have the crazy idea say oh i should probably run this well <laughs> so the the story on the backpacker is that on day two we're um it's this long day we're in this kind of plane but you're rolling up and down and the sun's hot and so we're taking a break and these yeah. two girls pop over this ridge and i look at them and you know they're not wearing a big backpack they've got like a little vest on and with a walkie-talkie and water and some gels and, and this this trail is pretty remote there's a start point and then there's one access point where you can have like a water drop but there's nowhere else to get on this 31 mile loop oh my God. so i look at them and i'm like are you going you know they go hey guys and they just look super fresh you know and uh i go are you girls running the loop and they're like yeah like my buddy and i look at each other like whoa that's pretty hard yeah core. yeah <laughs> and that's so impressive. you know this year with having some athletes training for a 50k and doing some of these adventure runs um and then kind of in the back of my mind all right Eugene, Oregon's, you know, not the greatest spot right now. So they, it, it could get shut down. Um, I kind of wanted to see, could I go do this 50 K without really training for it? Mm -hmm. You know, basically my goal is still training for a marathon to run right. really fast. Right. Um, but just kind of have this fun outdoor adventure day. That's a challenge, right. you know, um, but this actually use it not to train for it specifically, <clears throat> but to actually use it to help my marathon training. And so is it literally go one big circle? It's a pretty, back point to point? Yep, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, 7,000 feet of climbing in oh. 31 miles. It was a lot. Yeah, Seven. I actually looked it up. It's more feet per climbing per mile than Western States 100. What um, in the which world? Is, yeah. 7,000 feet. I didn't know before if it was 3,000 or 7,000. I couldn't figure it out. And that's it, impressive. It <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Well, you know, they're about to do an ultra in September at Eisenhower Park this year coming up. Okay. That one's 55, I think, 56. Uh, I'm trying to talk some guys into doing feet. it. How, yeah. how far is the is 31? It 50K? Yeah, it's a 50K. Okay. okay. I'm trying to talk some buddies into doing it. As that's soon as I showed them the elevation, it's five loops. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Five loops. Okay, so back. So you you see these runners and you're like, oh, man. You start, you get the idea. They kind of planted the seed. You play it yeah, right. then it was possible. <laughs> what, what is the logistics of this? There's got to be some serious logistics. There, yeah. I, and that's kind of what I, I'm a little bit of a planner. I like kind of that, that part of it. Okay. You know, I, I enjoy planning trips. I enjoy, I enjoy kind of logistic type stuff. Okay. Uh, and so I enjoy events that involve maybe some logistics because okay. that, you know, that's part of, uh, an Ironman, for instance, there's a yeah. lot of little pieces and it definitely favors people that can not just kind of fly by the seat of their pants, but yeah. plan it out. So, yeah. um, for this, I mean, the main logistics were water, Yeah. right? There's, there's one point you can drop water. Okay. Um, what mile then, marker in that? Is it right in the middle? It's at 22. Mile marker. It's at 22. Oh but uh, so you, you know, had to get 22 miles right. in to get your water but your second i didn't want to take water because there's a so there's a, a website called fastest known time fkt and it's kind of you know this is a 50k fkt fkts are usually reserved for the appalachian trail okay you know you start at this point and then four days later what's the fastest time from yeah. here to there the okay. pacific crest you know but they have them for for shorter loops. So this was an FKT. So part of the goal is also to take the FKT and they have different categories Okay. for that. Um, one of them being, you can be unsupported, which means you carry everything you need. Oh, you can be self-supported, which means, you know, someone meets you or you, you drop water. But that Actually, changes the, the, the time and everything, right? Yeah. You get in a different category. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So unsupported <clears throat> is the, um, 
is the I guess hardest. That's the category, one you were going for. Which you yeah. Which, which you know if you're doing the Appalachian Trail, you can't really be unsupported, right? right? You can't right. do that in a day or whatever. True. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do the unsupported. So I, I have my my wife was there. Um, so she was at mile twenty two, kind of as a just in case. Okay. You know. Um, so you had all your water on you. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I did a couple test runs. You know, we have the local power lines route. I'd done a few days where I did a triple power lines to kind of test how much water did I need to carry. Um, definitely caloric consumption was huge. I was trying to eat about 400 calories an hour, um, which is quite a bit. What were um, you eating to get 400 calories? Uh, I would have the gels. The gels are only a no, hundred. Yeah. I don't, I don't like doing a ton of sugar yeah. when the intensity is lower like that. So I would okay. do two honey stinger waffles and okay. one honey stinger gel per hour. Okay. I don't have a timer every 20 minutes. <clears throat> I need and to try those waffles. I've never tried. They're them. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I need to try those. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, and I, you know, I kind of had splits uh, written down and, I, you know, from the get go, I was slower than my I, some someone on Instagram had said, oh, you can break five hours. I was like, oh, OK, I can. You know, <laughs> sure. OK. Uh, and then from the get go, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to break five hours. Today. Five hours uh, would be monstrous. So yeah. <clears throat> I was running and I had a, uh, a Garmin in reach spot tracker I'd got so that I could people could one people could follow me online. Yeah. You know, for fun. It sent out a satellite signal. Okay. Uh, every 10 minutes, I yeah. believe. Uh, but also so my wife could kind of see. Did this not work out there? Um, the, Your Garmin? The Garmin does, but not so much for if you don't have, <laughs> it doesn't work. I would have to carry my phone. And if there's no cell phone signal, I couldn't share that live track ah, safety live track feature. Yep, yep, yep. That wouldn't <clears throat> work if there's no cell phone signal. Got it. Which there's not. Yeah. Um. So this, this Garmin spot tracker is <clears throat> satellite based. So That's it, cool. I mean, you can send an SOS from anywhere in the world. That's cool. So, um. You know, she saw that I was running behind schedule, which, you know, it was just, I was slower than I expected and, and I was still pacing well, but it was just consistently so your, slower. It, like your first 10 miles, where were you at pace wise? Um, the, so the loop is kind of, I broke it into five segments because okay. the first four and a half miles, you basically climb 2000 feet. So you start <laughs> and you go up and then you go down for about six and a half miles. So oh. it's a six and a half mile descent. It's pretty sharp. Is it pretty sharp um, descent? Yeah, I mean it's it's not super technical. Yeah. It's just a long time. I, okay. I think the biggest thing I underestimated was, you know, we have some hilly routes around here. Yeah. But you can't run downhill for 50 minutes straight. You know, we run down a steep hill and then 2 minutes later we're on flat and then we're going up. So there's kind of constant changing muscle group. Yeah. So even if your total elevation change, I sort of underestimated the effect of yeah. Just running downhill. For, it's a it's a quad it's a minutes. quad complete blaster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your quads were destroyed. Yeah. I, I was pretty, I was pretty toasted yeah. uh, by the end. The last three miles. So you do, then you do this 11 mile segment on these rolling yeah. hills. And that was the part that it was, it was warmer. I forgot that that side of the course is at a lower elevation and more exposed. So I was going through mm -hmm. water a little faster than I anticipated because it was getting up to about 80. I think my, my watch said 84 degrees. Holy cow. So it was a little warmer. I thought the high was going to be 70, but I think that was in the basin, which is in the mountains, in the shade kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so I, I got to my wife at mile 22 and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm okay. I'm just, you know, moving a little slower, but, yeah. but still consistent. Um, yeah. And she said, do you want the water? And I was like... I, I still had some water left in my, my camelback and then I had an extra flask of 500 milliliters. So you have like a Nathan, like a little yep. vest? Yep. So did you have a camel of uh, yep. full? Yep. So I had two liters of that and then an extra flask with 500. Okay. Got so it. I had 2.5 liters. So I said, <laughs> okay, I've got, you know, over 500 liter or milliliters. I think that'll be enough for the yeah. last, um, whatever it was, nine miles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I start in mile 22, I start the last climb. So you go up 2,500 feet and, um, five miles i think and the first three miles is just running up you're literally running up a riverbed in loose rocks not super steep yet no. but it's just yeah, constant yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. in like a half mile i drained my my nathan bladder oh no and so i went okay i've got <laughs> 500 <laughs> i've got 500 milliliters left and um so and i'm getting really thirsty you know it's hot now yeah. and so i kind of had to start rationing water a little bit uh you know the Two miles of the climb, I walked pretty much straight. Yeah, you know, sixteen minute miles. And yeah. um, my rule is, if the trail was going up steeply, I could walk. But if it flattened out or went downhill, then I started. I had to run. That was yeah. a rule. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I like that rule. 
<laughs> so with, with maybe 10 or 15 minutes left, you know, less than a mile from the top, I was pretty much out of water and I said, well, okay, I don't, I don't really need water the last three and a half miles because I'll be going downhill. It's already hard to drink. Yeah. I'm in the shade. My heart rate will be lower. It'll be more kind of muscular. Yeah. So I kind of did the last, like, all right, this is it. last gel, <laughs> last drop. <laughs> and it, it worked nuts, out Mark. but the last, the last 20 minutes i was a little like i need you know so i also went the last hour without calories so my you know my plan worked fine until i went an hour with zero calories yeah because uh, i ran out of water so i couldn't really you know my mouth was dry and stuff like that and it's hard to eat a waffle without any water yeah those i don't want to like choke suck. on a crumb and be done yeah those gels uh, suck without water but Ugh. i mean that's part of the adventure so yeah it worked out perfect so you ended it and what was your time Five, uh, twenty. Are you fifty-five? So I snuck under. So the previous FKT had been six twenty-five. So you beat so it by I, an hour, about an, almost an hour. Yeah, dude, Mark, that's ridiculous. It was, it was uh, harder than I thought, but yeah, um, you can definitely go faster if you do it supported. Yeah, you know, because you could. Just, I was carrying when I started maybe nine pounds of water and yeah. food. So, but you had no electrolytes. Did you no, have any? I had, I noon? Had, uh, yeah. Well, I use precision hydration. Okay. All right. So I had uh 2200. I do about 1200 milligrams per liter of fluid. Okay. So I had um 2200 milligrams in my of sodium in my uh pack with yeah. two liters and I was taking salt tablets. Salt tablets. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. There's a science to this endurance game. Yeah. There's a major There's a science. Like I said, I, I enjoy the planning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, everything's pretty calculated, I, pretty tested. I figured out. Congratulations, by the way. That's a big. That's a big deal, man. That's awesome. I, I I have been off. I did like the the CBC did a fast, and so I did. I've been off social media. Oh, okay, yeah. For literally like uh -huh. three weeks, I haven't looked at any social media. I think it's going on four this weekend. Um, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see okay. it. So I'm sure yeah, you yeah. probably had it all on there. Yeah, I posted um, a couple. But times. Uh, but you know, this is the thing. Like this, uh, my ride this weekend, I did 83 miles, and I went back and calculated how much sodium I took because the last big ride I did 88 miles on, on Zwift, uh -huh. I cramped up like yeah, nobody yeah, talked about that. Ugh, yeah, it was brutal. But this time, no cramp, no nothing, ran afterwards, I was fine. That's great. And so, you know, there's a science to this. I mean, so now that you've done that, did that spark any other crazy uh, adventure runs? Um, no, like I said, I mean, I, I, I enjoy running fast. Okay. So I, I, I do like, I like the trail running, but okay. um, I still, you know, I like the idea that I can be faster yeah. I'm a faster runner than I was in college, which yeah. is kind of cool. So, you know, you're faster now than college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm trying to run, you know, uh, I'm doing the Woodlands half. The uh, I haven't done a lot of pure I'll be running. There. Oh, are you doing the half? I'm going. Oh, yeah. right on. March 6th. March 6th. Yeah. Yes, sir. Sign yeah, yeah. We'll be there. I want to do the half there. Sweet. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to, I, I've broken two hours once. Okay. And so I want to try to do it again. I bet you'll That's be surprised at how much um, faster. Just, yeah. Just training more, how much yeah. more aerobically fit you are. Makes a big difference. Yeah, I just hope, like, I've just found out this cold has slowed me down. Like, this morning, the, the way that's cold air. Really? I don't know what it is about the cold. Like, once, if it's, like, 40, in that 40 range, I'm, like, my legs feel like bricks. Are you wearing tights? Yeah. Huh. Don't, should I not wear tights? No, no, you definitely. Yeah, I'm wearing up. the leggings. Yeah, yeah, I'm bundled. I got the sweatshirt on. But the mm. cold weather just, I ran the other day, and I was doing eight. Mm. You know? And it, it, was, uh, it was 61 degrees. It was, like, 1 o'clock. I was running eight. Our, our groups, you know, we love eight thirty. We love the cold. If it gets above yeah. sixty, my running groups start complaining. Do they? <laughs> so yeah, we I love the winter like, down here. We're like forty-five. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I just don't feel like I can like go as fast. It's like harder to get my heart rate up. That's the weird thing. It's a, it's, uh, it's a I mean, little yeah, bit you're more. You're not overheating, so right. <laughs> your heart rate will stay lower. That's one which of the, is good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good thing. So you're doing the half marathon. What's your yep. goal there? What are you trying to shoot for? Um. I, th I think I can run in the 112s. 112. We'll see. Gabe, you, yeah. you realize how ridiculous that is? <laughs> 112 is insane. What is that per mile? What is that? Fives? Sixes? Uh, five and a half, 530. 530. Pace, around That's there. thinking awesome. Now, we'll let's talk shoes because everybody that I talk to, <laughs> okay. I always, you're a runner. I'm a runner. I just got my, my new shoes. I'm really excited. I'm breaking them in. My glycerin 18s. They're not ultras, so that's good. Yeah. What's, <laughs> old, what's ultras? 
It, What's that? <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't. They're a, they're a zero drop uh, shoe brand. Oh really? So I'm, so I'm not a, I'm not a huge. Oh no, God no! Drop. I couldn't do a zero drop. <laughs> I did the Hoka's. Hoka's are a zero drop, okay. and it destroyed my Achilles tendon. Yeah. So for all of you out there, if, if they tell you to get the the Hookas or whatever, depends just, on the. I, I that, run Hookas. Some of them are me. good. Do you? But you don't have the zero drop Hookas. No. Yeah. Okay. I I actually look for more drop. I'll actually prefer ask if a shoe has too little drop i'll yeah. get a different shoe okay it, uh yeah my achilles and heel and plantar fasciitis don't do well right with low drop yeah yeah it destroyed me like it 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 i i had to go to i was i've been brooks pretty much all the time so okay somebody i'm telling i'm they're brand new to running what do you tell them in terms of like my buddy Gabe over here i've been trying to talk Gabe into getting some stinking shoes okay <laughs> and so I, we need to help this guy out. He's He needs shoes. He likes yep. to run like every once in a while, right, Gabe? Every once in a while. Yep. So what do you tell somebody that's just starting out shoe game? Go. Well, kind of like bikes or like cars, you know, people ask, what's the best shoe brand? Right. Well, okay, it depends. There's not, yeah, there's not a best brand, <laughs> right? right? Um, there's a unless, lot of- unless you go to Rock and Roll. If you go to Rock and Roll Marathon, they have the best brand. They Man, Brooks is massive have you have you done a rock yeah. and roll recently is brooks oh it's, yeah the last couple of years they've been yeah the main, they're the yeah, head, yeah. head sponsor but yeah. go ahead i'm sorry yeah um so i mean the main thing is it needs to, to fit your foot right yeah. and, and you need some cushion yeah you know we're running on concrete most of the time so yeah. we need cushion from the concrete yeah um so i would i would go to a running store you know fleet feet my boy evan landes there you go store, shout out store yes. manager at the quarry yeah uh, evan, evan started triathlon with me at utsa taught him to swim no way and now like six years later he's still still racing and now he's store manager so that's um, awesome what's his name again evan, evan landes all right evan yeah i might have to come see you evan yeah yeah that's cool uh, yeah but, but go to a running store have them have them fit you okay. um some people need you know you're always best starting with just a neutral shoe with cushioning okay um neutral yeah, yeah, I mean, some people need some motion correction, but I would I would say let the running professional tell you that. Gotcha. Uh, just get a good solid shoe that that fits and has cushioning, and um, you know, don't don't overthink it. I would say, yeah, don't. But but go go to someone who can fit you on a good pair of shoes. For I have sure. a, I have a great running uh, shoe story. So I I you know I'd been running for a while, and a, a good buddy of mine. I don't want to mention his name, but he's like uh, we were running one day, and he says I I've got the best shoe in the game. This is the best running shoe. He had the uh, Adidas Ultra Boost, and I I said listen, I said man, we're buddies, but you're gonna have to get new shoes. Uh, that that's not a running <laughs> shoe I, for everybody out there yeah. running in ultra boost trust me that's not a good again, running I shoe. Mean, again it's like cars or, or bikes everyone thinks you know whatever they yeah. prefer is the best that, he, that's that's true well he, <laughs> he ran right. and he ran with us for four miles the next day he did not he never wore those shoes that's again because they tore up his feet you yeah. know because you know after a while that that sock that sock type yeah, shoe yeah, is yeah. really not, starts to wear out. Your foot starts slipping. Yeah. And so I said, look, it didn't matter, but you know, get something other than that. Cause that's not going to be a great running shoe for, you know, if you're, if you're putting on miles and we were for putting sure. on, yeah, yeah. you know, hundred mile, 120 mile months. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to be a shoe that you're going to, how often do you tell your athletes to replace shoes? Um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely in the like three to 400 mile okay. range. Yeah. Um, what I do, or I try to tell them to do is, if possible, rotate them. Yeah, that's so what I do. So if you're if you're running every day, run in a, you know, give them at least forty eight hours to let yeah. the foam um, expand. If you're running three four days a week, you may not need to do that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you can usually tell when the cushion starts going away. Yeah. That you're just not getting your joints start aching. Well, it's thinking kind of your knees, man. I feel it yeah. in my knees exactly. big time. Yeah. So just to wrap this up, uh, you know, what would you say is I would imagine you're, you're the person that calls you that that's like, you know what? I've always thought about doing a triathlon and it may not be a triathlon. You sure. may want to train them for a marathon. You it, you you it's you have it open. Paragon is open for someone that wants to do something probably beyond. I mean, maybe it's a 5K. I don't know what. What is, how do you open that up to athletes? Yeah. I mean, we have it set. Our, my goal is to provide resources for athletes, right? Whatever level that is. everyone has different needs, uh, different budget, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of the, the pitch or what I tell people is, you know, I, I love the sport, right? I've been doing it my whole life, made a career out of it. You know, I'm fortunate to, to be able to do that every day. So my goal is to help athletes, um, 
you know, achieve their goals to get faster. You know, we, we say suffer faster. It's kind of our, yeah. our slogan. Yes. Because <laughs> it uh, never feels good. You just go faster. You know, that's what they say. Right. Um, and so we kind of just have it set up. If people want to join the team, um, they, you know, we have a bunch of sponsored discounts. They can be on our Facebook group and ask questions and get together for, you know, training outside. Um, we do some team rides. We do um, a show, we call it the Suffer Faster Show, where we'll have a sponsor come on and talk about their product or kind of educate the athlete. So some Zwift rides, you know, it's kind of whatever they want to take advantage yeah. of. Um, or they can then also join some of our training groups or purchase a training plan or hire a coach. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of however involved you want yeah. to, or ultimately, you know, you're in charge of your own, even, even if an athlete's coaching, um, I'm not their boss. Like I actually work for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, you know, they're ultimately the ones in charge of their own athletic journey and however we can help, you know, that's our goal. Like I said, you're, you're never too slow to want to get faster. So yeah. we'd love to help you get faster. It feels good. Yeah. Get faster. So do you, like if someone said, I've never run a marathon, but I want to run a marathon. Can you help me with that? You could walk them through that journey and train them from start to finish. Yeah. hundred percent. See, mean, that's cool. Yeah. There's a lot of people that would want that. That I could. It's gonna I be always, hard. It's gonna be hard. It's good. See, tell, remind them. Tell <laughs> it's them it's gonna I mean, be really it's not hard. It's gonna happen, right? Uh, because you, they got to put in the work. Yeah, they got to put in the work. But I think though, there's a there's a point to this. Like when I went on my journey, you know, my dad was a runner. He loved my my dad. He he they loved to run, and so he he and my mom, uh, my stepmom they ran their first. Uh, the Honolulu Marathon. Oh, that's cool. A week before I got married. This was wow. 21 years ago. So that was like a, like for me, like, a, yeah. oh man, well, I got to run a marathon. Yeah. And so when I went on my journey, I was running and running and just kind of trying to figure it out. But, you know, having someone that can walk you through from beginning to end, and then there's the group activity, yeah. right? It's, it's, Hey, let me, let's talk through some of these workouts that you've been doing. And then training peaks when, like when I saw that and I was, when, when you and I were able to kind of walk through that and you were able to show me a few things, the amount of statistics that you can yeah, get is lot. amazing. Yeah. And you can see the gains, Yeah, you know? Um, and it's I think a cool thing, you know, I think that's where either having training peaks or having a plan or, you know, if having a coach is what you want, it, we talk about consistency and you know, that consistency is really measured in years. Yeah. You know? And so if you, if you look over the, your progression in sport over years and years and years, what is going to help you? That's not being consistent for a month and training super hard. It's better to under train a little bit your entire lifetime. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of people I think, um, you know, want to jump in and do a marathon or do an Ironman, um, things like that. Uh, which is, which is great, you know, and there's a lot of people, it, it really is a empowering feeling, you know, yeah. to push, but also training for an Ironman is not sustainable year round. No, you know, after you do this, after you do this Houston race, <laughs> you're going to need a, a break. Yeah. Right. But the goal is that you take a few weeks off and then you start exercising four or five, six hours a week yeah. because it's what you do. Right. You know, and I think often, you know, we see people who kind of come into the sport and then leave because they, they want to have that, that finisher medal and do an Ironman, which again, it's, it, I mean, it, it's a cool feeling, you yeah. know, crossing, crossing the finish line of an Ironman feels really good. Yeah. Um, but you also want to enjoy the day to day uh, of training. And, and I've really been able to see that it doesn't really matter. Um, how many kids you have, what your job is. I, I see athletes that some just decide, Hey, I want this to be part of my life mm -hmm. and others. It's, it's not as much a priority and that's, mm. that's okay. I think it's just important to recognize, you know, that, that if, if you say you want to work out four days a week, well, you know, that, that means it's going to have to be a higher priority than maybe other things in your yeah. life. And it shouldn't come at the sacrifice of, of family or job. Um, you know, it might come at the sacrifice of an early morning every now and then, yeah. um, things like that. Um, but it's, it's possible, you know, it's, that's yeah. what I say. Like I'm, I am definitely inspired and impressed by the athletes I work with. Cause I see them that lead busy, stressful, you yeah. know, very successful lives and there's ebb and flow, but they enjoy training, Yeah, you know, and they, they like, um, that grind, if you want to, if you want to use that it's word a grind. and, yeah. uh, 
you know, I think if you enjoy that, so like I said, it, it actually inspires me a lot where, and why I, you know, want to continue for myself pursuing athletics, because it, if I have these athletes that, that have kids and busy lives and they're training hard, mm-hmm. like what right do I have to say, Oh, I'm too, I'm too busy to right. work out. Like, right. No, that, <laughs> that doesn't fly. Like, I want, I want to lead by example, yeah. you know, kind of 100%. Thing, so, yeah. So last question, it will wrap up. Uh, I always ask people, it, 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 you know, the books change people's lives, right? There have been books out there that have just been like game changers. One of the books uh, 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 for me that was a big uh, inspiration with David Goggins' book, you know, uh-huh. Can't Hurt Me. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've read that one. Uh, I have not. Um, but uh, powerful book. Like the first few chapters are like, and, I, and I've actually given this book as a gift to people that are wanting to kind of push to like figure out what they're capable of. Uh-huh. And I say, look, read this book. What is a book that you've read that you give away kind of like, like you've got to read this book. It's really helped me. Um, there's a, there's a few probably, uh, I don't, my, one of my goals is to read more Okay, uh, for sure. So I used to read a lot, but yeah, just kind of got out of practice. I do like one, it's called elite minds. Oh, it's kind of a, it's sort of sports psychology, but also business. Okay. Um, and that one's really good. I've given that one away a few times. Okay. I remember when I was young, the one that I really enjoyed was Ultra Marathon Man. Um, Dean I, you're the second person that <laughs> told really? me about that book. <laughs> yes. Um, Ultra Marathon Man. Yeah. Th- I think that was his first book. So it, it's actually fairly old now. Okay. Um, but just, you know, the story of him kind of midlife crisis and he just starts running in his underwear and, you know, basically net doesn't stop for 30 miles one night and calls his wife to come pick him up. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, um, you know, and then became obviously a, a, uh, incredible athlete, you know, yeah. which, which he always had in him. He yeah. just, um, that one was, you know, makes, it makes you want to go start running at midnight. I love <laughs> it. Sure. I'm going to have to read that one. Yeah. It's good. It's a good story. That's awesome. Yeah. So Mark, if somebody wants to work with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you to work with the Paragon team and your coaches and you, uh, our website. Okay. Paragontraining.org. Okay. Um, there's a contact form or, you know, my email is Mark at Paragontraining.org. Cool. Phone number. Is there a phone number that you, uh, like, you use or is it your website uh, is the it's, best? It's more email. Email, I mean, cool. I'll, um, yeah, I'll, like my athletes and stuff, I text and stuff a lot, but awesome. we don't have like a real business number. No, that's okay. Per se. Yeah, yeah, they'll hit you up on the website. Listen, I want to thank you for, number one, helping me figure out the swimming yeah. because I would not be in a good place. But I also want to thank you for the continued kind of looking at my training peaks, kind of helping me through that. Yeah. But uh, and congratulations on your marriage, dude. You just got yeah, married last year fall. during COVID. Yep. That was we fun. Did we did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for being on TM3 Impacts. Uh, look forward to seeing you. I, I would imagine. Are you going to go in April? Are you going to be there? Do you have any athletes? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'll be at Texas. Okay. Uh, we don't have. For some reason, all our athletes tend to race other parts of the country. Yeah. But we'll see each other in the woodlands. We'll see each other in the woodlands, yeah. man. Good luck yeah. on that. And thanks again for being a part of TM3 Impact, buddy. Thanks. Take care. Bye.